Welcome to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships. Hola, papi. Good evening. How are you? I am well. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, otherwise known as Papi and Mommy. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. Tonight's show, we are talking about love or lust. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And do we know the difference? And if we do, what's important in this world of dating and relationships? So, uh, Papi, we had some really good discussion, as always, on our Facebook uh, post. want to thank you for putting that up. And thank you to our listeners who are joining in with us on there. I'm telling you, you guys are putting things up in black and white, making no bones about where you stand, what you think, and we love it. In fact, we love it so much, Poppy. We wanted to make sure we put the request out for anybody who's a listener of the show, of the podcast, wherever you are, uh, if you're interested in being a co-host on the show for a future episode, please email us at Jorge, J-O-R-G-E, and A-N-D, Nelsa, N-E-L-S-A, at gmail.com. We want to have a listener co-host with us because we just think you guys have such great insight. And this topic is definitely not different. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, so what do you think, uh, Poppy? Are you looking for love or are you looking for lust? Oh, man. Um I'd like to have it all in in one role. <laughs> well, you know what? So I read an article on this particular topic because apparently there's a lot on this. So the top the uh, articles from insider.com and it says on here that lust is often a part of being in love. Um however there are distinctions between the two. Mm-hmm. So the main difference between lust and love is that lust is purely sexual attraction, while love is both passionate and compassionate. Okay. And uh, per the article that you know mm-hmm. we're referencing and that we're gonna put you know on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, once we conclude the conversation, um, signs of lust include spending most of your time with your partner being physically intimate having little interest in their life outside of the bedroom, (laughs) having different values. Or are these marriages after 10 years? Mm. (laughs) It's just kidding. kidding. (laughs) No No shame. Listen, I've I've met people who got married and they had no idea that they had contrasting political views even after getting married so right it can do some real strange things like hey like uh to to, um paraphrase rick james from dave Chappelle's show lust is a hell of a drug (laughs) (laughs) hey listen um so one thing and listen and i thought about this and i'm like you know what? Sometimes those those lines get blurry because they oftentimes are intertwined with each mm-hmm. other. Because mm-hmm. when you're really into somebody, uh, you lust for them. However, 
um, sometimes it can literally just be that you lust, you have lust over this person, but you're not in love with this person. And it's funny because um, my friends will tell you that sometimes, you know, when they're telling me about their dating uh, situations or endeavors, mm-hmm. I have asked, are you in love with the person or are you in love with the sex? Because yeah. to me, those are two different things. You understand? Mm. and oftentimes and listen oftentimes i've heard this where sometimes i'll ask you know people like well why did you keep this person around or why did you hang on so long in this situation and people will say because the sex was so good or the intimacy was amazing right right it's lost in the sauce um and i think you know there's uh research out there now too about you know, the, the feel good hormones that are released during sex and even love to a certain degree, how both can be very addictive. You know, you are about somebody because the high they're generating and even in relationships, honestly, where, you know, there's a lot of toxic, um, but there's some people that get turned on by that, you know, like, the they say the sex is better when they're with somebody who's toxic, and I'm just like, oh my god, you've got to get help. You really have to get help. I have you heard know? that from some people before, and luckily for me, I, I can't say that I've experienced that or that I've been a part of that. Uh, it's it's hard for me to kind of wrap my mind around that, but that right. is out there, and there are some people who who do believe in that and do subscribe to that. Well, I'm I'm not one of them. Um, <laughs> I'm not either. It's way too much for sex. Uh, but for some people, it's the adrenaline rush, you know, that you're getting. And no judgment. You know, guys, everything in, in good taste and jokes. But I do think when you are really trying to move forward in a serious relationship, I think, you know, from my point of view as a woman, um, I don't want to just be somebody's toy. I don't just want to be someone's um you know i don't want to just be somebody's you know when you have time for me um in a serious dating relationship because that's it's one-sided and it's unhealthy you know if i'm looking for love and he's only looking for lust or vice versa whatever then you you've not got an equal equally yoked couple You've got real imbalance and somebody's needs are not going to get met. Somebody's going to get uh, hurt if it's the person who's, you know, in it to win it. And then you're, you've got somebody who is only in it to get it. So that's just, that's not going to be successful. Yeah. And listen, I, um, you know, I think on the show, we've discussed this before at length where as long as everybody's being frank and honest, right? Because <laughs> if you, if you're single, or, you know, you're lusting over each other and that's what you're looking to get out of the situation, then so be it. But oftentimes that's not always the case where it's so transparent and clear. And then that's where stuff can get messy. That's where the mental and emotional trauma can come in. And then obviously mm-hmm. then you're, you know, establishing bad trends and then you tend to carry over that into the next person or individual that you're trying to pursue romantically well and let's really um rock the boat a little bit you know when holidays come up we just came out of 
um, the Christmas holiday season, New Year and everything. And we're coming up hard and fast on Valentine's Day. And you've got one of two things happening out here in these streets with singles, per my observation and experience. <laughs> Either you've got people who are looking to hook up because they don't want to be alone on Valentine's Day. Or you've got people who are running for the hills, trying to avoid an association. Like after we've been together uh, for the whole month of January, you know, of course, not December because that was holiday season. But January, we're together. And then you start ghosting. You start disappearing. The calls start to, you know, get less frequent. And, you know, I, I could not believe that was a real thing. And, you know, back in high school, of course, nobody had any money back then unless, you know, you were really working a lot of hours. But, you know, out here as a young single person, I didn't think that was really true. And now I'm just like, true. It, it does happen. There are people who want to avoid serious commitment or anything that might look like serious commitment when there is perceived obligation. And I think the difference between love and lust is... There are obligations, not that love can't be given freely and unconditionally, but it does make you feel more obligated to be there for the person emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially than lust. Lust can be, uh, we only want this one time, this one night, this one thing. And when it's over and done, go to your corners, you know, rounds over until everybody votes for another round. And I think it seems like there are people out here now who are really avoiding commitment because of past hurts, past relationship failures, whatever. But I'm like, lust is like, all we're ever doing is eating candy for dinner. Mm. And how are we going to really get fed in our souls and our spirits with love when we're too banged up? after we tried to be a loving, you know, committed relationship person. And then now people who were givers don't want to give because they felt like they got taken advantage of. People have been hurt by narcissistic behaviors and they're scared when somebody says something to them the wrong way. It's, you know, the, the old relationship habits are coming to, to crowd them in. And I think that's a lot of what's going on with this battle is, you know, we're battling ourselves internally with, I want to be in love, but I don't want to get hurt. So I'm settling for lust. Yeah. And listen, I, uh, I think, I, I think it's fair for everyone to really step back and assess, right? Okay. Is this a, a loving dynamic or is this just lust? And then you need to be honest with yourself. And as you make that assessment, you need to really be real. Uh, so that way you know how to approach it, you know, because if you're lusting for someone, but you're treating them like you're in love, but the other side is like, Hey, this is just lust. This is just surface level. This is just a physical thing. Then that's how people get hurt. Right. Crosswalk. That, yeah, that's how people get hurt when there's that disconnect. So going back to the article, one of the things that it mentioned that I thought was was interesting, it says, sign of love include being emotionally vulnerable, looking forward to meeting their friends and family, and feeling secure in the relationship. 
Look, that's how many shows that we've done right there on one college. Oh, listen, all this stuff is intertwined. Like it all kind of comes for a circle. Talking about meeting the family and conversations. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like we um, beat we've beat this, you know, to a pulp where like if you're ever dating somebody and you haven't met friends or, you know, family and you think you really got something, you need yeah, to check yourself. That part. And especially if it's if it's gone on for for weeks and months now years, uh, you definitely are are needing to reevaluate. But on to be fair, and I'll play devil's advocate with myself. Um, you know, lust has its place. Um, I know if you have a fundamental, you know, Christian background or real religious background, you know, maybe people feel like lust is a taboo topic, but we are a part of the animal kingdom for a reason. You know, the desire to procreate, the desire to practice procreation is is a part of our makeup. And to think that you don't desire someone or you can't feel desire for someone, I think that's a real sign of um, needing help. Um, you know, I think it's, it's very natural for us to be attracted to other people um, physical feelings of, you know, that passion, that animalistic urge. But I think what really does make us different is the fact that we can control those urges, that we can funnel those urges, that we can filter those things. Um, but I do think lust has an important place. Like, you know, I've been in relationships where um, I felt more physical attraction for the person than they did for me or vice versa. Mm. And that is not a good feeling like to, to not be desired by your partner. Um, you can feel love and not feel passion or lust. And I think sometimes that can really destroy a relationship just as much as, you know, two people who are lopsided in the fact that, you know, I want a real relationship. But if, if I'm in a relationship with you, we've declared our love for one another and we can't seem to get together on the physical passion, that's a problem. Like, oh, absolutely. There's uh, stuff that you need to dig through there. And and again, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, um, so the streets have a term called being digmatized. I'm sure right. you, we got it. you knew it was coming out. <laughs> hey, listen, this is, this is a grown folks conversation. So right. uh, this is but how we is. roll people. But you know, that term is real. It's a real term that, you know, is out in these streets. And sometimes we often joke, even with my buddies, I'm like, man, you got that girl digmatized like that. And vice versa, even with my female friends, I'm like, okay, based on what you're telling me, you haven't met his friends, you haven't met his mama, and, you know, you barely see him, but you're Google Gaga over him. So it sounds like you might be digmatized instead of really having something of substance here. Yeah. And, you know, Jasmine Sullivan has a song where she says, you know, she'll give him whatever, whatever he wants, pay his rent, let him drive her car as long as he <laughs> keeps showing her a good time, so to speak. Paraphrase. But um, I think, honestly, it, it really can confuse you and it can throw you into a a tailspin with people if you aren't aware of those differences, like if you are not paying attention to the signs and it's fine. Like, you know, I, no judgment. If, if you want to be the hollerback girl, if you want to be the booty call, if you want to be the guy that picks up because 
you know, she's lonely and you only ever hear from her when, you know, I just, I need you to come through. You know, any of those phrases are being. Nothing fun. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. As long as everybody's keeping it 100 and being up front about what, what, what they the, seek and expectations. Exactly. And so to me, I'm like, okay, there's a place for that in our singledom in my mind, you know, unless you're poly and y'all got your own thing going on. I just don't want to speak for everybody, but in our traditional relationships, then, you know, lust is, is making, it's making partnerships. I won't say relationships, but it is making partnerships. Uh, sometimes strange bedfellows, if you will, you know, sometimes some unlikely pairs can get together because that physical attraction is, is so domineering and so dominant in in the pairing but i just i agree with you i think just making sure that you stay clear and this is where i think it's not just about communication in the front end but you got to keep it going if you're feeling shame you get in there one time or two and things look like uh you know rainbows and butterflies and you got a choir singing and your mind changes, you know, sometimes your mind can be changed by other circumstances. It's time for us to come back to the drawing board. Like, you know, I, I don't think it's fair to, to put people in a predicament where your feelings changed and now you're holding them accountable for a degree of uh, intimacy and communication and commitment when you knew you started out saying this is just a physical thing and now the rules change, but you don't go back and update them with the other person. Like that's not fair. And then when they say they're out or going to see somebody else, you get upset because you caught feelings. Yep. I really don't have sympathy for that because again, if you didn't update the rules, you know, just like software, we have to update every so often. And if something has changed, and you're being fearful that you'll lose them if you say, I caught feelings. I mean, that's a risk you have to take, but you can't hold them accountable for being loyal to you or being there for you. Anything when all they said they wanted was something physical. And here's the thing. Um, I feel that when we are lusting, right, or when we are, quote unquote, in love, it is so easy to turn the blind eye or to, um, you know, be uh, deceived because right. you don't, you want that feeling, that good feeling in your brain, the dopamine, right. That it creates and that yeah. you know, those, those butterflies and, you know, that little nervous, good feeling that you get, you don't want to ruin that. So you don't want to rock the boat. But everybody around you is like asking questions like, hey, why why is this guy like this? Or, hey, why are you loaning him money? Or why haven't you ever been to his house before? Like, well, so, why does he always have your car? <laughs> right. And listen, it's easy for us to speak on this from an analytical yes, standpoint absolutely. because obviously we're being uh we're analyzing. But yeah, when crazy. you're when you're caught in the moment, when you're caught in your fields, like they say in the streets, it can be difficult to tell them a part of what is love and what is lust because they can bleed over each other or they are a component of each other uh, during that process. 
Absolutely. And and we're again, of course, this is uh, absolutely for entertainment purposes only. Um, we're here to lighten the load because it can get very tricky and it can get very emotional quickly uh, when it comes down to uh, your feelings and how a person can make you feel. Uh, it, it, can, it can really wreck you sometimes when you started out just wanting to have a good time. And that's on either side, you know. You didn't want anything serious, but then next thing you know, you're thinking about the person all the time. You're worried about the person. You, you know, it, it just it, it's a lot. But we want to tune in to some of our comments. Um, Let's do tonight. it. Yeah, because I'm telling you, our our listeners are some of the most amazing um, listeners out here, and the insight is so spot on. Really, just spot on tonight. So. One of the first ones we got was a quote, and it was just beautiful. It says, what is the difference between uh, I like you and I love you? And it says, beautifully answered by Buddha. When you like a flower, you just pluck it. But when you love a flower, you water it daily. One who understands this understands life. And that was a post Stephanie Barefoot Mitchell. Thank you. uh, Put up on the board. Man, that's deep. And I love it because it's short and sweet. And you know how I roll when it comes to that. (laughs) Yes. Well, and then she did put on a follow-up comment. Add on that love flows and is unconditional or should be. Lust is temporary and controlling. Um, You know, and lust is very selfish. If you ask me, it's about I got an itch and I need you to hurry up and come scratch it. It's not really about worried about feelings or if you're in the mood or if you had a good day or any of those things, you know, it's just about, come on, get it in, get over. Um, Let's have it. Like Drake said, right. I'm here for a good time. Not a long time. time, (laughs) Uh, Margo Payne, who's who's one of our usual listeners. Exactly. Drake, we got to give him some background credit. Um, Margo Payne says love is a choice to stay and deal with things. Lust is a feeling and normally sexually charged. You don't care to stay and work on whatever because it's fleeting or just a good time. So it kind of, you know, piggy, piggybacks on that whole, we're not dealing with anything serious. We're not dealing with anything heavy, you know, and it's about the sex. Um, oh, they just have some really good ones on here. Uh, another one was Danielle Hummel, one of our regular uh, posters and listeners. Thank you, Danielle. She said, with love, there are no questions unanswered. I really like that. Uh, there are no what ifs. The two truly care about one another and you can see it. They grow together through everything. With lust, it's about being that teenage high school love you may or may ha- never had. You sneak around, act a fool. I really love that part, Danielle. And don't commit and you stay stagnant. I thought this was amazing. She hit several points that I really. Oh, she like, hit the nail in the head. Like she, yeah. she was all over it. Yeah. Especially in a dating relationship. Like you don't leave people hanging with questions. Like where were you last night? I, that should not be even asked if all we're doing is in a, in a, you know, a physical relationship, but with love, that's not, you know, there are no questions unanswered. There's growth. There's caring you you commit you know but you're growing together I, I just thought she really did that thing Monica Neely um shout out to Monica for this one it's great too lust is about pleasure and usually always involves a good time 
Love requires consideration, <laughs> commitment, and sacrifice, especially during the times when it's not always so pleasurable. You know, the good times and the bad times, you know, there are sicknesses, there are deaths, there are, you know, all sorts of things that you go through in a relationship. And it's not always the good stuff. You know, it's not always, like I said, it's not always the candy. Uh, Charlene, now I'm going to tell you the truth, everybody. Prepare yourselves, buckle your seatbelts. Charlene went in, knocked us down with it, and then came back and smacked us with the backhand on the... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness, we should have had this contest to have a listener and had Charlene on here tonight because she did the thing. Um, She said, love is not a choice. You can make tough choices from a place of love, but love is indescribable because it's a feeling that can't truly be put into words because the human language just isn't sufficient to describe it. It's an energy that follows the laws of energy. It can never be destroyed and can only change. If you truly feel love for someone, then that love will never go away. It can change into a more of a friendship or familial love if sex isn't involved. And you can still make the decision to leave a relationship if needs aren't being met and boundaries are being crossed. But you have to make those decisions knowing that the love will stay along with a huge chunk of your heart and it will be painful. Um, I just thought, wow. She summed it all up and she really, really hit the nail in the head and, and pretty much was covered everything that you need as far as when it comes to that. And go, referring back to the article, it, it mentioned something similar where it says, love feels like security, respect, and admiration, and typically includes a sense of safety and commitment within a partnership. I love it. I love it. Again, some practical signs of love. Love shows up. Love is consistent. Love keeps its word. You know, there's integrity. There's a lot of that that does not always happen in a lustful relationship. <laughs> you know? and, listen, and listen, we want to make sure that we're we're clear, right? Like, this is not to shame lust. Because listen, no. sometimes it is that kind of vibe. And sometimes some people are busy and they don't have time. Yes. To devote or to pour themselves mm-hmm. into a full relationship. But as humans, we still have those desires. We still have needs. Even as we age. Yes. Even for people who get to a point where they cannot have children. There is a part of your brain that still aches to reproduce. Right. There's still a part of you, of your being, that still wants to feel pleasure. Yeah. For example... A woman's clitoris is literally just for pleasure. Literally. Yeah, because there's nothing that happens there that aids in childbirth other than, you know, prepping you for the the act of copulation. So Yeah, that that's literally yeah. just for pleasure. Now in comparison to a comparing it to a man, a man does not have a body part that is solely for pleasure purposes. Wow, new science. That's, that's some new news for me. Hey, listen, I, I researched this because I wanted to make sure that we are very clear because, frankly, um, when I first thought about it, I'm like, well, how the hell do you tell them apart? Because they're very intertwined with each other, but they are distinctive differences. And we just want our listeners to be mindful so that if they are in a situation where they think it's love, but it's more lust, or it's lust that maybe is 
manifesting into love to be aware. So that way you know where this is going. And if not, you need to sit down and have a conversation or you need to have a, you know, you need to reflect, you know, with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I think um, in terms of, you know, everything's not mutually exclusive either. Like you can have both. Uh, you can have both sometimes at the same time. You can have both in the same relationship with the same person. And sometimes you can have those moments where, you know, there is love, but I'm I'm in a place right now where I'm I'm stressed. I'm um, feeling a lack of uh, desirability or feeling like I, I just need somebody to want me. You know, there are times when uh, lust does offer us a quick solution, not always, you know, the best long term, but sometimes short term, it gives you what you need in that moment. And, you know, I think both are to be respected and and know that you can't play with either one of them lightly. You really got to be uh, aware of what you're doing, like you said before, so people don't get hurt. And listen, when, um, you know, to kind of stick more into the scientific matter of it all, when people are in love, there are studies that support this. When people are in love, they say the brain compares to someone being on drugs. If you look yeah. at the picture of a person mm-hmm. being on drugs and a person being in love, they look eerily, eerily, eerie identical. Yeah. yeah seen that study as well uh poppy and it you know it's all the stuff that's coming out of the um the pleasure centers you know looking for that high um and that's what the brain does you know it wants us to feel good so um this valentine's day we hope that you are um happily in love or lust whichever it is <laughs> <laughs> hey listen hey listen we're trying to help y'all out because if you are yeah. lusting you don't need to go out and spend all that damn expensive money on a movado or a damn you know expensive perfume or cologne because it's just lust baby now if it's hey, love then hey go yourself, do that thing for yourself Look, you may not need to do all that, but somebody else may. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I do want to say this. um, Big things are coming. Uh, We're going to be giving a giveaway uh, real soon. And we are working on a YouTube channel for the show as we speak. So stay tuned. Big things coming. And for those of you who just don't like signing up for you know other applications we will be coming to youtube and we will be uploading every episode on youtube so you can listen listen at your convenience and check us out and still be able to enjoy future shows and past shows and you know eventually we may be doing um you know recording us doing the podcast so you can see behind the scenes (laughs) that is also something that you know may be coming down the pike so stay tuned Uh, Keep supporting us and big things coming. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Have a great, great week. And again, if you'd like to be a future co-host with us on the relationship cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, please sign up at Jorge and Nelsa at gmail.com. That's J-O-R-G-E-A-N-D-N-E-L-S-A at gmail.com. 
All right, and Papa. tell us and tell us why we want to yes. hear why do you want to join us? Is it because you just you love these conversations or you've always wanted to be on a podcast? Whatever the reason may be, sell yeah. us on it. But yeah, we definitely want to bring you guys along. And of course, we love listener engagement. So looking forward to this. Absolutely. And we will do a live uh, a live drawing uh, for the listener uh, for the listener to be our co-host. So, again, big things to look forward to. Loving it. All right, people. Buenas noches. Thanks for joining us today on The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. Do you have show ideas? Email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify or anchor.fm for more great shows.